Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the show that aims to help you grow your business. You can listen to us on Spotify and all good podcasting platforms. If you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to leave us a review, which helps us become more visible so more people can find out about the show. If you want to view us in vision, you can go to marketingsimplified.co.uk where you can find out more about the show and our contributors. My name's Georgia and I'm your brand guardian. My name's John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. My name's Andrew Black and I help trades get off the tools. So today we've got a really important topic. Uh, It's actually Mental Health Awareness Week. So we thought it would be a great time for the three of us to discuss all things mental health, our experiences of it, um, maybe even our clients' experiences of it as well. Um, I can certainly kick us off. Um, As many of you know, I specialise in helping trades grow their brands and build their businesses through creating strong relationships in their design and marketing. Um, And having worked with a lot of the trades, um, a lot of them do confide in me, actually, in terms of our, in our marketing sessions about what's going on in their business and slightly outside. And I, I have uh, seen quite a pattern over the last few years. Uh, a lot of our trades boys suffering with anxiety, stress, depression, burnout. Um, and as with all things mental health, a lot of um, elements come from financial difficulties and relationship breakdowns, which a lot of our trades boys can experience quite a lot. Andrew, as our tradesman in the group, maybe you want to kick us off in terms of your experience with mental health or how you've been helping some of your clients um, you know, break through certain elements within their business as well and their mental health state. Yeah, I think, first of all, it's worth saying that, <clears throat> fortunately, the longer we kind of work together and the, the, as the years go by, if you like, the more it's okay to talk about mental health. I think there's been such a stigma attached to it in, in the past, which is kind of ridiculous in the day and age that we're in. Um, but I know first and foremost, as you mentioned, the Facebook group that you're doing, we're all kind of involved in one way or another with it. I know close people in my family have kind of suffered, whether that be anxiety or depression. I know myself, there's been parts of my life where I've needed to reach out and, and have extra help from that. But I see it with pretty much every client that I work with. And you see it mainly from patterns of behavior. It's not necessarily like a, something clinical that needs to be diagnosed. It can be quite a destructive behavior or pattern that kind of covers for, for something else that's maybe missing. So it's weird being a kind of coach or a mentor or a business strategist or whatever the title really is. You're just a person working with another person. That person might have processes missing from their business but they're also kind of dealing with a fear or a blockage or a barrier or something or other, a fear of success, a fear of failure, whatever it might be. And the more and more you end up working with those people, the more you find out that actually what's holding them back is some significant issue or problem or breakdown in a relationship that they've previously had, whether that be with a partner or a parent or a previous mentor or employer. It's honestly, you talk to, I'd say, I'd say 99.9% of people and you'll find that um, we're all suffering in, in similar ways and we all kind of deal with it in, in different ways. I mean, do you guys kind of see any sort of patterns of behavior that could be destructive in, in some of your clients? Oh, yeah, totally. All the time. I, I, think, I think you were right. I think a lot of what you've just said really rings true with a lot of the people that I work with. Um, it, it seems to be that if there's something that's a little bit difficult, that's, um, you might need to learn or re- read up on something like that, um, that causes a blockage then for a lot of different things. And until that one little thing is just removed, it's like a plug 
and then all of a sudden this energy to do everything else, you've, you know, you've accomplished that, and then all of a sudden this energy to achieve everything else suddenly appears from nowhere, and all of a sudden there's this huge productive spark. Not it's just me, but then you know, then you kind of have that huge productive spark, and then everything comes back down again because you reach that next bottleneck. And then no, the, I so know that it's it's funny because people think what I do for a living is really tech based. Actually, it's not. It's very creative. I actually struggle a lot with the tech, and it's people like you, John, that I'm normally emailing or WhatsApping and saying, "Oh my God, help me!" But I experience exactly that. The minute I hit this wall, was oh my goodness, this panic that. I'm not going to be able to do that for this client or I'm not going to be able to learn how to do this. My anxiety builds up so much and it affects absolutely everything I do and I can't get my mind off of it until I've tried to educate myself on this one thing or solve this problem. And it affects everything um, in work and outside of work. Um, but yeah, the, like the minute you just said that you, you find the solution, you think, oh, I can do this now. It's like you're able to breathe again. Um, and that's just one of the yeah. horrible feelings of anxiety. Like um, I've suffered. I definitely see life. that in creative people for sure. Yeah. Um, see, and it, it's that kind of feeling of whether it not being enough or it not being good enough or, um, and I think a lot of people experience it in other kind of industries as well. But um, my partner being in the creative industry, I see it all the time and it's ridiculous. And it doesn't matter who tells you how good you are and, and who kind of reassures you until you have that kind of internal acknowledgement and kind of, you know, manage your triggers, whatever they are, but then kind of say, right, okay, I've done that or I've got past that, that yardstick or that measure or, or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's really strange. It's so difficult and you can rationalize it all day long and you can use, you know, uh, logic. Uh, logic doesn't work in these situations, in these scenarios, when you've got a logical situation versus emotional situation, emotion, will always, always, always win. And sometimes you've just got to let it take you on that kind of journey and not resist it and not fight it. And I think a lot of the time when people do end up fighting it, it's when they, they just come unstuck and they, they can kind of go on these downward spirals or really go in internalize and go into themselves versus, um, as you kind of mentioned, you're aware of that, you manage that and you learn and you overcome it. So you've, you've got... You still have that moment of panic at the beginning, but then you you get to the point where you're managing it correctly. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that can help. Um, you know, people. It's, it's certainly a mindset shift. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a fluffy person in the slightest. And when people used to say to me meditation, I used to think seriously, like, come on. But actually, it's really helped um, over the last few years. Just like taking a moment sometimes and just walking away from something and just like breathing just be, and reassuring yourself that, uh, and even uh, I worked as a coach a long time ago, they used to sit and tell me um, in business, what's the worst thing that could happen? Think of what the worst thing that could happen is and now see if that worst thing happened, would you still be okay? Would that still, would you still be able to function? Would you still have your family? Would you still uh, be able to do all these things? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Actually I would. So sometimes thinking of the worst case scenarios, uh, um, but knowing that it wouldn't get to that because I know I wouldn't allow it, um, actually kind of that helped me. It might not be for everybody, but it certainly helped me through that. Um, guys, obviously with what's going on at the minute, um, with all things COVID-19, we've been in such a completely different climate. Um, we've been in lockdown. Um, we've been um, in isolation. We're not allowed to be near two meters um, near our, our friends and family. How are you guys coping with that? And how are you um, feeling that your clients are at the moment uh, in terms of their mental health and stability? It's a real mixture, I think. I think that there are certain people out there who are actually, in a way, quite enjoying it. 
because they're introverted and um, they're at home, they're in their own space and they feel quite secure. Um, as long as that food delivery continues to arrive, I think that they're all right. But I think that's a, a very, very small minority. Um, I spoke with my mother-in-law earlier on and you know she lives by herself. She's in her 70s and bless her. She's not had any tactile human contact for about eight weeks now. Um, obviously because of all the lockdown and everything. So, you know, we, we've been to see her. She's, we've made sure she's had food, things like that. And she's all right. She's been out walking with friends and things. But I think it's just those little things. If you're by yourself, you've not touched or not had, you know, that, that tactile touch with a, another human being for about eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, imagine that. I mean, I'm quite lucky to, you know, well, I say lucky, but two children and a, and, you know, a wife. Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> always driving you crazy, but at least you have that <laughs> other people to touch, cuddle, you know, talk to um, in the same room. I think for a lot of people, that's a really big thing. I think um, we underestimate that, I think. And even with all technology, I don't think anything will ever take away from being able to have a cuddle. This is true. It's, well, it's for you and I. Sorry, I was going to say, I think from, from, for you two in particular, the, the fact that everyone's gone online and has the technical ability to do so, as we've mentioned previously, is brilliant. It is amazing. So if someone could sort of pump in some serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins and dopamine, no worries, no problem at all. But humans aren't designed to kind of be alone. You might go on a journey. You might have to go on a bit of self-discovery. You might have to take yourself to a dark place to build yourself back up again. But in terms of how we function, we function in tribes. And, you know, if you um, look at a lot of Simon Sinek stuff that he does, we can't not have that, that serotonin. It's, it's, people are depressed in the first place. Clinically depressed people is because of their imbalance between dopamine and serotonin. So there are external ways that we can get that, which is often through, um, well, as John said, funnily enough, a long hug can produce enough mm-hmm. oxytocin to power a space shuttle. So, you know, the fact that you've got these scenarios where people are locked in, even if they are introverted and the first couple of weeks was okay, it's now getting to that point where it's time to kind of reach out and, and speak minimum. And then as the kind of rules and regulations start to get lifted, um, you know, don't, you know, I think a lot of people say, oh, if you need me, reach out. And a lot of these people can't. So if you've got your suspicions or question marks about people, just pick up the phone because we can't go and see them. But the minute you can go and see them, go and see them because it means the absolute world to a, to a number of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes when we do these podcasts, we, um, we know exactly what we're going to do, what we're going to say. And sometimes we just pick a subject and we talk. And I think the main message if, for, for me that would come out of this one is just to talk, just to, to be open. And, and as I said, if people aren't forthcoming with information, then you start talking and eventually they'll talk back. Yeah. Um, We've I, got a mutual contact, haven't we? A mutual guy that we both know. And you may have seen this on Facebook, but he basically at the start, I mean, there is, there is a certain side to this, which he's doing it for his own business generation, of course. But from the human side of this, um, he went through his entire, uh, and he's still going through his entire address book, starting, on, starting at A, first letter, and just working through and calling every single person he's ever been in contact with just for a 10 That's and 20 minute chat. So he's working through that contact book and just catching up with people he's not spoken to for, to for years, um, different contacts he's probably met once in the blue moon at a different networking event or something like that, just to say hello, how are you, what's going on? Mm. And just, I suppose, just at, he said, just asking those questions has led to some really interesting conversations, got to know a bit more about different people, um, what they're going through right now. 
um, how their family are getting on and things like that. I think he, we, I spoke to him on the weekend, so he must have gone, he got to, just got to Jay in about six That's weeks. That's funny, because I spoke Amazing. to him about probably four weeks ago, so <laughs> some, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. some contact list, yeah, yeah. I'd just What's be worried that? that I get stuck on, like, Dave's kebabs or something like that, and I wouldn't move <laughs> beyond yeah, that. You have a good old chat with him. <laughs> well, it's interesting, John, you mentioned networking meetings, and I know we talk a lot about that on our podcast as well. I know Andrew often brings the subject um, back to that as well, but I know personally for a lot of my clients and the people that I work with, the online networking meetings have been crucial in their mental health state over the last few months because like like you said John you live with your with your wife and your children and Andrew you're with your family as well and I'm lucky enough to live with some of my family but there are many folk that are alone and and their networking meetings are the only time of the week where they actually feel they're in a, a circle a social circle and they've been speaking to me about how important that's been whereas you know other people might have knocked it slightly and oh goodness me like you know well, I, I hate the networking online. I want to go back to the face-to-face. I'm not doing it until we get to all be together again. But then there's this other tribe of people that absolutely love it because it's their one bit of social all week and they, they breathe easy. They look forward to it so much because they feel like, oh, this is, this is like being with friends again. This is like a bit of normality when all week long I'm by myself and I'm, I may get the occasional phone call, but I'm, I'm not having that sort of group banter and, and, you know, the little jokes that come through from different people and feeling happy inside. Um, so I know we're all a member of, of um, you know, our BNI groups and our online meetings. And I know I found them really great for my own mental state. I don't know about you guys, how you've been feeling um, in terms of what it's added to your lives over the last few months. Well, go on, John, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I think I think you and me, Georgia, have a very similar opinion of, of the transformation of BNI um, and networking in general um, of late. Um, it's it's got its positives and it's got its negatives. Um, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think the the kind of community aspect of it is exceptionally important now more than ever. Um, and I think that actually th- there has been that support there. And there has been that regular touch point still, even though it's on online or it's, you know, you're doing it as a video conference or whether it's just phone calls. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago now, um, there was, there were a few messages going around in a WhatsApp group. Um, and of course, you know, text can be taken out of context at every different point and it depends who's reading it. Um, and, um, I had to call someone because of certain comments that were made, not too bad. But it turned out that that guy was just trying to provoke a conversation because he was lonely by himself and just wanted to have a phone call. So it's like, yeah, no, just you can call me anytime. If I if I can answer, I can answer. But you know, let's just chat. How are you? He's had a half an hour conversation while the kids played in the garden, and that's all he wanted—just some outside, someone from the outside world, just to chat to. And I think you've got that as part of that networking group. You're all accountable to each other. So there's sixty odd people in our in our group. Um, and you know, you, you pick up the phone to any of those 60 people anyway, and now more than ever, that I suppose contact group is more, is very important. And I've seen the relationships grow even stronger actually, because with some of the people that I've been speaking to, um, that I speak to anyway, they've said, Oh, so-and-so has called me and just to see how I was like, and it's almost 
they they maybe never used to speak overly fondly about that person but all of a sudden someone has cared and picked up the phone and just I just wanted to check in I know you're living by yourself at the minute I just wanted to make sure you know everything's okay how you doing do you need me to come by and it's completely changed people's mindset about other people and I'm seeing a lot of that I'm seeing so much more positive and and the people that are struggling with their mental health um you see their faces light up. You hear their voices light up when they're on the phone to you saying, I can't believe it. So-and-so came by yesterday with a cake for me. Like, I, I think that's incredible. Um, so, they don't yeah, seem to be doing that for me yet, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for receiving cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's the, uh, who's the cake person? <laughs> yeah, I'll text, I'll text you her number later, guys. <laughs> She's doing the rounds. <laughs> yeah, but to but, be fair, um, you're, you're absolutely right. Like when we're in those networking meetings, depending on your setup, you can obviously do the gallery viewing source, see 40, 50 faces, however many it is. Mm. And I, I make notes on my weekly sheets for obviously what the businesses are looking for and what contacts we can make. But now we've got a bit more time. What's great is we're able to use that time in, in, a, in the right possible way. And it looks like that most people are prioritizing human contact, relationship building. So being able to kind of use that weekly sheet and just try and look for some of the, the physical signs of people. Are they a bit down? What's their body language like? Does it look like if they're putting it on? Even just either side of their presentation, if it looks like they're coming alive for the presentation and they sort of go back down again into their chair. You know, it, for those that are involved in BNI or foreign networking or whatever kind of you know groups that you are a part of, just be aware of that. We've all got to take a responsibility and as you mentioned, be accountable to each other for reaching out and making those contacts um and as i say we've got the time to do it so um as you say john our contact um our friend is doing that on a very kind of you know, extreme level which is brilliant but i just make notes and i sort of do a specific business style one-to-one -one with two or three people a week now versus my one or two a week but i'll also have five or six 15 minute conversations just throughout the week and it's just essential just to, to keep talking and just see if people are all right and remind people that if they're not, well, that's okay as well. Let's just fumble through this conversation and see where it goes because being on the phone to, to me, hopefully, is a little bit better than being <laughs> by yourself. We can't guarantee that. Way. Could go either way. I'm not going to guarantee that at all. <laughs> what? I've made you feel worse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. We never know how someone's truly feeling. And some, some people, as, as I know, they're masters at hiding it. We never know what's going on behind closed doors. And as you guys know... Um, Obviously, I run a group where I help trades guys with their marketing, but there's also a mental health element that runs through it. And I sort of teamed up with a charity called Time to Change. And part of their mission is hashtag ask twice. So when you call someone and you're like, oh, how are you doing, Andrew? Yeah, 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 I'm good. Which is often, again, as other um, mental health coaches tell us, we're on autopilot with how we respond to how are you doing. So if you ask them again, oh, okay, are you sure? Are you sure you're all right? I just wanted to call you. And then sometimes that's when then people... I don't want to say break, but kind of will let their guard down a little bit more because they can feel, right, this person's maybe seen through a bit of the facade and maybe this is my opportunity that I can open up a little bit more. So it's always worth asking twice. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We really hope that you've taken away a lot from our discussion on mental health uh, today. And for those of you that may not know, I run a group on Facebook called Tricks of the Trade. If you type in Tricks of the Trade UK and uh, attempt to join the group, if you answer a few questions, um, I should be able to let you in if you are a trade. And we do have a mental health theme running through all our brand and marketing advice because we know how important that is for our trades, guys. 
So I hope you enjoy and hopefully we'll speak to you soon. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.